Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. Derek. Yes? It's August. I know. So, I don't know whether to be sad or be sad. happy. So, on the happy side, it's like, hey, it's not 25, 30 degrees during the day anymore. And it's like 16 degrees at night. So, it's cooling off. But it's also a reminder that we're on the downside of summer. Right. We're into the August. getting into the dog days of summer. August. Which is nice. Like, honestly, like I do prefer... August, September. If I if I were to choose a time of year to camp, it would either be I'd be it'd be a balance between winter camping and August, September camping, and uh, and I just love camping in the fall where you can start bundling up at night for hikes and and uh, you know sitting around the campfire enjoying the campfire and saying it's like I don't want a campfire, it's too hot to have a campfire. August is the best month to camp in, temperature wise. Temperature wise, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Uh, September, you're starting to get back into like, you know, like, you know, plus two, plus three degrees Celsius and, and late September and, you know, later you know, as towards the end of September, you start to see a little sheen of ice in the morning on puddles. Well, and September, people are back at school and work yeah, at too. Busy, busy, so there's busy. less yeah. people. Yeah. But like I say, for nice days and cooler mm-hmm. nights for sleeping in that, August seems to be the prime Month. I did a I did a couple weeks in in San Diego years ago, mm-hmm. and we did it in August, and it was the perfect yeah. temperature while we were there. Mm-hmm. It was like beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Like if I had to live in California, I wanted to be August twelve <laughs> months a year. Yeah, problem with that is that's what causes all the forest fires. It's just not raining enough. <laughs> You know, with an attitude like that, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I enjoy camping in the fall mm. because it's less people and not as baking hot. And not as buggy. But yeah, anywhere August on mm-hmm. for me. August on. Yeah. Um, I don't mind June. Yeah. July seems to be the only month I don't like to camp in. It's hot ah, and I buggy. Say that, but it's hot and I'll buggy. I'll go any time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't like the conditions. Mm-hmm. Unless I was in yep. San Diego and it was August <laughs> in July. <laughs> yeah. Then it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, other than that, what def- you been doing? I'm definitely not camping as much. As, as I get into fall, because this is my time of year when I prefer to camp, uh, I'm realizing that, man, I've only, I've only camped, I've only paddled a canoe so far once this year. When we went on our trip. Mm-hmm. That was the only time. Maybe that just puts you off camping altogether because of the bugs. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't a happy camper. It was, uh, I wasn't too happy about it with all the amount of bugs and the constantly being bit. I hate putting bug stuff on my skin. Did you, did you look at one of those thermocells? Thermocells? Did you look at one of those thermocells? <laughs> the thermocells, because we were talking about thermocells. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, we went away on the weekend there, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I should pick one up and try one. Did you? Did you? No. Hmm. Because I was looking at, this one was like 76 bucks. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, I didn't think they were that pricey. <laughs> I guess there's cheaper ones. There are. Uh, but then the the refill for it was like 70 bucks. What? But yeah, it was like 120 hours or oh, something. Oh, yeah. So you get, so, uh, yeah, there's you a, get a whole more. bunch of little, and they're little cardboard 
yeah, card slips you, in there for so yeah, many hours or something. Yeah. And I did buy yeah. myself a non thermocell one, so it's a it's just a, a knockoff. And uh, I, I've been trying it in the backyard; it is helping. Yeah. But if you have any kind of wind, like a, a yeah. light wind, is just you know, there's no you have to have like almost dead wind and uh, or whatever. So it it does work, but wind blows the stuff away. So what you're saying is, if I use the thermocell in my house. With no wind. Mm-hmm. It'll keep all the bugs away. You won't have any bugs in your house. Yep. That's just awesome. <laughs> that, I, that's I an awesome. I guarantee it. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect product. I give yeah, it my endorsement. Yeah. The indoor thermosel. That is the drawback <laughs> of it. Like, if you have, if the wind picks up enough, then the wind keeps the bugs away. But if, if it's just a light wind, then it blows the whatever chemicals are coming out of it, which are probably cancer causing. Who knows? But uh, I hear they work. I've never, like mine, I only tried it a few times in the backyard, so I can't can't swear by it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Smoky fireworks, too. S- what? A very smoky fire. Oh, yeah, yes, And yes, then yes. it just blows in your smudge, face. Smudge fires, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that smoke just blows in your face where mm-hmm. you can't breathe, open your eyes Yeah, or yeah, anything. it gives you cancer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's no mosquitoes. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, it's like, yeah, build a smoky fire. It's like, wait a sec. All these forest fires issues. Didn't they tell us that uh, it's very hazardous to our yeah. health? <laughs> Bad for you. Wait a minute. So you you have to weigh it off. It's like, well, do I uh, damage my lungs or do I get eaten alive by bugs? Or, you know, there's all these different options. Oh, you just can't win. I know. I know. I'm going to dig a hole and stay in it. Yeah. You just got to, I don't know, you got to get, get tough, I guess. You know what? The bugs don't bother me when they're regular mm-hmm. swarms. When they're mega swarms, however, a mega swarm like we had this yes, year, yes, we had mega swarms. But I mean, we had mosquitoes this this weekend when we were up, and uh, eh, just yeah. give it a little spray of bug mm-hmm. repellent. And, yeah, you know, it's the face. Hmm. Stay away from my face. <laughs> you don't want to mess this pretty thing up. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's it's once they once you get bit a couple times, you get itchy, and then when you try and go to sleep at night, it's just like, oh my god, I can't sleep because my ankles are itchy, my back is itchy, my ears are itchy. Yeah, no, I don't have that issue. Hmm. Not at all. <laughs> I just ah oh, going to sleep. Good night. Yeah, Zoop, off to sleep. <laughs> but anyway, so we we went camping. Yes, yes, you did. Four days, three nights of mm-hmm. exciting. Camping. <laughs> uh, we went up to Lake Traverse in Algonquin Park. That's right next to, and we saw the tippy top of the tower of, of one of the satellite dishes. Yeah, yeah. the radio observatory. Because yeah. I think there's is there two or is there one? There's one. There's just one. We saw the top of it when mm-hmm. we were out in the lake. If you go far down the lake, like three quarters of the way down, and on the north side, you can get yeah. a good view of it. Yeah, just the tippy top because yeah. the trees are grown. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Going we just we just saw the top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the top. Eighth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the trees are quite high around it, so. But I, I guess uh, depending on how it's positioned as well mm-hmm. would make a difference. Uh, so we just saw the side of it, but uh, yeah, we went up there for um, four days, and we took Athena for her first backcountry canoe trip. Huh? <laughs> first one. How'd that go? Well, we were kind of worried because of the previous weekend when we took her out. Mm-hmm. And almost capsized us like six times. Oh yes, and I'm the thinking, well, twitchy boats with twitchy dogs. <laughs> yeah, if this is how it's going to go, it's not going to be too good. So, you know, I had my concerns, 
But, uh, no, we, we were looking at going somewhere and contemplated uh, Divorce Lake again, which is North oh, T. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to try out, I knew there would be wind there because I want to try out my new oh, yes, yes. sail, right? And I figured, oh, if we go up there, and then, uh, you know, Rachel and Kyle, our yep. friends Rachel and Kyle, yep. they were up on Traverse. Okay. So I was talking to, to Rachel, and she said, well, why don't you guys join us? Join us. So they were they were coming out Monday, and we weren't coming out till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So they had the site already, and then I just had to book it for one extra night. Yeah. Which was no, because everybody's leaving the Monday. Yeah. Right? The, hol- yeah. the holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we had the, the lake pretty much to ourselves mm-hmm. overnight Monday. Uh, no, so, uh, yeah, 3.30 Saturday morning, yeah. we were all loaded up and we headed north. Yeah, oh, yeah, heading up there, yeah, yeah. We headed up there, uh, did the Peterborough at 4.30. We hit Bancroft. <laughs> did you get ah, coffee? Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And uh, we pulled in and Trace says, okay, if you want to walk the dog. And get her to have a pee. I'll go in and have a pee, and then you can go in and have one, and we'll get. Go stopped. in where? The Tim Hortons. They were open. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, wait, "What are you telling wait. me here?" We parked there, and Tracy's on her way, and the girls go, "Uh, yeah, the building's closed. You can do drive-through." <laughs> can I pee in the drive-through? Can I pee in the drive-through? <laughs> Apparently not. It's frowned upon. Can you hand me a cup and I'll hand it back and you yes. can dump it? Uh, how does this work? <laughs> Welcome to Tim Hortons drive-through. Yeah, I'd like to pee, please. <laughs> Apparently that's not. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's frowned upon. Yeah, and we had the same issue when we went through. Yeah. They, they weren't even open when we went through. One of them was closed because the yeah. freezer was, they were redoing the floor in the freezer, yeah. and the other one was closed. The building was closed, but you could go through drive-through. That's the one we ended up at. But so, they didn't have donuts or right, something. Right. Yeah. So we went through that one and we got coffee and we got some Timbits and or a couple of wraps or something mm-hmm. like that. And we're on our way. I mean, it was 5.50 at that point. Six o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning, the building's still not open. Yeah, I know, right? Now, we were at one at Barry's Bay when we came out. We were on our way home. Oh, okay. And it said open 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. And we're questioning that because it was packed. Like, we were 20 minutes getting through drive-thru. Huh. And then we'd get up there. They're short-staffed. Oh. So they don't have enough people to... We saw... Yeah. I did a trip in Wawa this in the spring and... Was it Wawa? It was uh, two years ago. Anyways, they were saying that they had the problem since COVID that... Uh, not just, enough people. Not enough people. So Nobody's... you cover the main, sh- main yeah. shift and then... yeah. And that's Everybody, it. Yeah, close that's, it up. That, that's it. That's all. So that's what that was. But uh, yeah, so anyway, we we just went across. The Shell station across the road had just opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in there. Can we use your bathroom? Sure. Go <laughs> ahead. We went in. We used the bathroom. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We're not finding anything. We're not finding anything. We, just, we only like you for your bathroom. I'm sure you're a nice person. <laughs> it's tough, eh? It was. But uh, you... Athena was on the seat looking out the windows the entire time okay. pretty much. She has gotten good in the truck with sleeping sitting up. <laughs> so we'll have one of the seats up, yeah, folded up so we can put stuff. And then there's she's sort of limited so she's not wandering around back and forth. Yeah. And, and she, you know, pretty much keep her still. And uh, she puts her chin on the folded up part. Yeah. And looks out the back window <laughs> or just, you know, you look back there and her eyes are shut and she's snoozing. Yeah. But she's leaning against the seat standing, uh, sitting up. 
Yeah. And then her head's cool. Right there and, and snoozing. So she's got good good at that. Uh, but she was awake pretty much the entire six hour trip up. Wow. She just wouldn't yeah. And she then wasn't well, gonna we, miss well, a thing. We got to Sand Lake Gate mm-hmm. and we went in and registered and then we hit the dirt road. Oh yes. And it's pretty smooth well, not smooth but smoothish. Like it's a pretty good dirt road as far as dirt roads go. And it gave this like vibration through the truck. Oh. Like this bzzz yeah. vibration through the truck. She just laid down and out like a, it was <laughs> almost like uh, they Hypnotic. say stick, stick your baby on the dryer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that vibration yeah. lulls it to sleep. Mm-hmm. Same with it. It just lulled the dog to sleep. Hmm. Right on. So, yeah, six hours from our our door to, well, almost six hours, like five hours and 45 minutes or something. To Travers. To Lake Travers. Hmm. Yeah. That's not too bad. Not at all. Uh, I mean, it's the far side of Algonquin. Yeah, yeah. Where we yeah. Are, right? The full east side. Saw two deer and a porcupine on the way up. On the road? Dirt road? Yep. Uh, no, no, no. Um, one was the deer. The deer were, yeah. One was up there, and one was in the Barry Bayish way. Uh, Porcupine was down Barry Bay's way too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we saw two deer and a porcupine on the way up, and that's it. Hmm. Nothing else. You expect to see more wildlife? No moose. Nothing. Hmm. Disappointment. No bears. No fox. Yeah. No sasquatches. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> So, our biggest challenge on this trip was going to be how to pack the canoe to give Athena enough room and be close enough to me where I could grab reach onto her. her. Yeah, uh, and that and that was it. When Ariana took her out, we took her out in the in the uh, empty canoe. I mean, the the the, the packs are going to add some stability to yeah. it, some weight to it. But in the empty canoe, she was just going side to side to side to side to side to side. I needed to be able to reach her and say, no, butt down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can stand there or sit there yeah. and look back and forth. You don't need to be turning your to body. And, yeah. Yeah. You don't do donuts in the middle of your You're not going over the yoke yeah. to the front. You are sitting <laughs> right yeah. here. So we had two large packs and some smaller things like spare fishing paddle, um, fishing rod, a cooler bag, uh, and whatnot. All that stuff fit behind me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two packs, usually we we put them crosswise on, yep. the, on the boat. So one in front of the yoke, one behind. One behind, yeah. But we put them lengthways yep. next to each other in front of the yoke. So right behind Tracy's yeah. seat. The, both of them fit right there perfectly. And that should balance it because uh, the packs are forward, Tracy's forward, and you and the dog and all the extra gear are Bad. after the oak. So that yep. should balance it out pretty good. So we put we put Athena in the canoe, the packs in, everything, all the gear was in. The only thing that wasn't in there was Tracy and I. Mm-hmm. And we set the canoe out a little bit and we looked and it was perfectly level. There you go. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that works well. Mm-hmm. Good thing I didn't bring my boat anchor. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then we got in and we're like, okay, let's. See how this goes. It went well. <laughs> that was a long pause for it went well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we start we started paddling. And, of course, the put-in is right at the end of a set of rapids. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yes. okay, this is going to go really well or terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And she, so she's sitting up and she's got her butt placed just 
on one side of center and her front legs just on the other side of center. Nice center, yeah. And so she's look so she can look around. Uh, we launched at 10 a.m. That's not so bad. So f- from when we got there, 40 minutes mm-hmm. from pulling up, yeah. unloading the everything out of the truck, loading everything into the canoe, and mm-hmm. heading up the lake. So 10 a.m. That's not too shabby. Yeah. She did and well. They have the a new outhouse there at that put in. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because it's so remote they had to put one in. Well, they, well, yeah. Most of the put-ins do have... Mm. I don't think I've come across one without one. Yeah? Yeah. They've all got hmm. the, uh, the the toilets. Not the greatest toilets, but they yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have toilets. Right? It'll do. Uh, so, yeah. So, she sat in one spot, looked around, and uh, eventually she just said, well, there's shore with trees. There's water in a lake over that way. There's the shore with the trees. Here's the lake that way. <laughs> oh, look, shores and trees. <laughs> ah, plop. She just drops like a stone. Yeah. Curls up in a ball yeah. on the bottom of the canoe and off to La yeah. La Land. I've seen enough of this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she, she dropped down to lay down where she could still put her chin on the gunnel and look out. Oh, okay. Now, Hunter used to do that. Mm-hmm. Either the yoke or the gunnel. Yeah. He, he would rest his chin on those and could can look around. Well, she's realized, oh, I can, why am I standing and sitting? <laughs> I can just lay here yeah, and yeah. look over the edge at the shore and the trees. Yeah. <laughs> but we have, and I think part of the problem before was we were going up a river where okay. there's things on both sides that mm-hmm. she wants to see. And that's why she's going one side, other side, one side, other side. But if you... Have a lake on the right and, trees, and shore yeah. on the left. She always looks She's scanning at the shore. Mm-hmm. So as long as she had her attention on there, then she stayed in one She's spot. Around. Right? Yeah. And she got the hang of, oh, this is what they're talking about. And she just enjoyed her her trip up, up the lake. Mm-hmm. No problems. Um, I think all the training we've been doing has paid off, nice. which is nice. So, yeah. you know, yeah. You, <laughs> You know, the, the, our, like I say, our biggest thing was we're getting 10 feet from shore and she's going to jump. <laughs> off we go. Right. And we made sure everything was secure, that we didn't have any loose. If I lose a fishing rod, it's a fishing <laughs> rod, big deal. Spare paddle's going to float. Uh, everything else was all latched to the gunnels and, or the, the yoke and the thwart and that sort of deal. So, yeah, I mean, we were good. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, up we went and. Had a great time. It was only like not even an hour to get up the lake. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And that the, uh, Rachel and Kyle, they had their, their site up there. Nice beach site. There's a lot of nice beach sites on, on Traverse. Mm-hmm. And it's a, not an overly huge lake, but it's still, if you want to spend a couple of days just paddling around, you can go up to the rapids and stuff and do some fishing, some relaxing I've, on the I've beach. I've been there a few times. There's one big beach on the south side that I stayed with a family. Yeah. And there's a group of guys I went from work with. We did the Petawawa, so we stayed on the north shore of, the, of Travers. Mm-hmm. It's a nice area. Like, it's uh, one of the times we were there, we managed to find a worker at the tower, at the dish. Yep. And he gave us a tour. So yeah. that was pretty cool. He said, yeah, come on, take a look. Yeah, Saturday, everything was, uh, the gates were locked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, was hoping, I was hoping we could zip down there and just get a quick peek. And then if they came out, what are you guys doing here? Looking for the pudding. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Snap some pictures. <laughs> 
lie a lot. Yeah, we found a guy. He yeah. uh, he was he was there. I don't know. It's like we just happened to happen upon him. He was going through the gate, and so we chatted with him, and he says, "Yeah, sure, come take a look." Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, we uh, got up there, and you say Rachel and Kyle had already been there for a few days, um, and their dog Isla, okay, was there. Isla is, I think, eight or something like that, mm-hmm. but about the same size as Athena. Mm-hmm. And our first winter camping trip with Athena. Oh, so Athena's matter was with Isla. Mm-hmm. So the first summer trip, yeah, with Athena is with Isla. <laughs> so they knew each other, and the minute we they got on the beach, it was like, okay, can you just wait till we take your life jacket off? And <laughs> they were gone. Yeah. There you go. Uh, chasing stuff and exploring yeah. and be, swimming. Have, I imagine they had a blast. That's awesome. Athena found out what a drop-off is <laughs> really fast. But she swims now. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she didn't like to swim, right? Mm-hmm. She would get to the edge of a drop-off. it's strange. And, yeah. Yeah. But we were throwing stuff out, rocks and stuff and tennis balls and stuff. And she was going out there and <laughs> swimming around in circles and yeah, doing the old Beauty. doggy paddle. And, yeah. And coming back in. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, she had a, a great time and we chatted with for a while to just catch up on stuff. And then we decided, yeah, we better, better, uh, set up camp. Uh, so we got our tent set up and, and, uh, all ready to go. And since it was such a beautiful day, Tracy and Rachel sat on the shore in, on the beach. Yep. She had a nice sandy beach mm-hmm. site, big sandy beach site. And I brought my new sail. Oh. new sail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was blowing fairly well. Nice. So Kyle and I decided, let's hook this baby up. We're going to go up the lake. Do a test run. sail it right on back down. Mm-hmm. With the whole premise of shooting top speed yeah. like the Millennium Falcon right on past <laughs> We're our sight <laughs> with a water skier behind us and flipping the girl the bird as we scoot on by. <laughs> we paddled up the lake and Kyle says, uh, you think this far enough? I think so. We turned around and the wind died. <laughs> Just absolutely died. Oh, wait a sec. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, is there was the odd gust that would fill the sail, mm-hmm. but half the time it was laying flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kyle would throw it back up. The wind would catch it. And I think, you know, the odd gust you'd get yeah. maybe one knot. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, I told Kyle at one point, okay, you keep going. I'm going to jump in and swim back and I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was not. uh, We had a good chat while we were out there and we had some good laugh at it. And, you know, Ariane or uh, Tracy and uh, um, Rachel were on shore and they're like filming and taking some pictures and going, well, they're moving pretty slow. <laughs> I thought it would be faster than this. Well, we thought it would have been faster than <laughs> yeah. that as well. But, but you, uh, you're missing a key ingredient. Yeah. yeah. So that is the trick. If you want to go on a canoe trip and not have to worry about wind, bring a, bring a sail. sail with you. <laughs> it is a wind deterrent. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, either that or you're just going to get headwinds all the time. Yeah. So eventually we made it back to camp and put an end to that experiment. We spent some time relaxing on the beach and uh, throwing stuff for the dogs and that. And 
enjoyed the rest of the day and went up and you took advantage of some of the shade that was up on the site. Mm-hmm. Nice shady spots. What was the temperature like? Oh, it was it was hot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But on our on our way up, it actually went as low as I think it was eleven. Oh, okay, going up in the morning and then it warmed up during the day mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it got pretty hot. But I mean, I don't, I don't like being in the sun all that much mm-hmm. anyway. So you know, doing the old um, sunscreen thing and the hat thing and yeah. all that sort of deal. But uh, yeah, enjoyed the rest of the day before heading up for dinner and we did uh, chorizo sausage over the fire and fried peppers and onions for dinner. Nice. Yeah, relaxed around the fire, chatted and went to the beach and called everybody down and said, come and look at this. And everybody came down thinking, what'd you see? And you look up and, you know, you get that big white strip of Milky Way yeah, yeah, yeah. going through right above us. <clears throat> uh, constellations and stars, billions of stars. You're very far north at that point. Was there any aurora? We did not see no, any of it. None. No, no. We know Martin Van Alpstel. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys we know, he was up in Killarney or Gr- oh, Grundy. Grundy. He was up in Grundy okay. and he spent four hours and the pictures he's put on his Facebook page and his yeah. social media. Wow. Hmm. Nice. He says, yeah, it's going to go up for maybe a half hour or something. Four yeah. hours later, <laughs> hundreds of pictures later, yeah. you know, like the, the colors, the greens, the reds, the purples, the blues, hmm. phenomenal right photos. Nice. Yeah. Take a, take a, take a look at his site there. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't see anything. Um, yeah, so Athena had her a great a great first day backcountry canoe camping, and Tracy bought her this little small light that clips onto her collar. Oh yeah, that's little LED handy. thingy, so that you can turn it on. And yeah. we knew where she was at all yeah. times. There's a light running through the woods. Is that a ghost? No, it's well, a dog. <laughs> yeah, or you know she's she's laying over by that tree over there, or you know she oh she's up and wandering around that sort of thing. So. Uh, we went to bed at 11 o'clock-ish. We had a mat between our sleeping bags for her. She walked right in, laid down on that mat without even being told, and just zonked. Right down on it, slept all night, no no problems. Uh, middle of the night, got up to pee. And that's the thing is you get up to pee, then you come back and you say, and she's looking at you. Yeah. So do you need to pee? She gets up, goes out, pees, goes right back in, sleeps up <laughs> back onto her mat. Very efficient. Yeah. She likes to follow people to the Thunderbox. <laughs> Keeps you company. Waits Stare patiently. Staring at you the whole time. I'm up there and like, okay, I'm just going to go for a pee in the woods. Next thing I know, she's sitting beside me, peeing in the woods too. <laughs> go, okay, what is this? <laughs> I'm going to take a chance and take opportunity yeah. of this. <laughs> well, you're here. Yeah, I might as well pee as well. Uh, Tracy likes it when she comes along in the dark because that just keeps the monsters away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, great first day. Um uh, didn't really, ha- didn't really make any plans for the weekend. You know, like we figured, ah, we'll just go and go with the day and see what happens. We were up at, uh, up at nine. Usually we'd get up a lot earlier than that, but okay. we weren't in a hurry. And plus we were up really, really early the previous day and up uh, back late. So got up at nine breakfast, did the old oatmeal, granola bars, coffee and tea, did a chit chat around the camp for a while and. You know, say we're there just to take it easy for a few days, nothing strenuous. Then we decided, uh, after hanging around camp and doing little things around there, we decided we'd go to um, do some exploring yeah. just after lunch. Mm-hmm. Athena was quite relaxed in the canoe. And like I say, she just looked around for a while, then laid down for a snooze. Barely a cloud in the sky. Sun was just beating down right on top of us. 
Did a nice leisurely paddle up the lake, chatting as we went, and uh, paddled up to the portage around Big Thompson Rapids. Uh, there was a canoe there, and they were. We saw some people scouting. Okay, right along yeah. the side, you could see them scouting the mm-hmm. top of the rapids. And then I guess they were they had already scouted farther down, and uh, they came back and they got in their canoe. And I was hoping to get into one of the spots so I could watch them go all the way down, but they just boogied right yeah. down there. And um, I was I was hitting some of this the scouting spots to take some pictures and stuff. And uh, Tracy, Kyle, Rachel, and the dogs, they went right to the end. And I guess there was a few canoes at the end of the rapids waiting for that last Wait, there last canoe. Link back up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we paddled back to camp, checking out some spots on the way back, including from Jeff's maps. Uh, he's got there marked, uh, there's a freshwater spring. Just look for the pipe. So as we're paddling along the shoreline, there's this pipe sticking out. So it's a freshwater spring. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so there's a nice spring and nice cool water. So we had we dumped out the filtered water we had, which is warm <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah. The sun was just beating down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, filled up with nice cold spring, spring water. Pushed out of the groundwater. Yeah. Nice. Nice, tasty, cool, clear. Huh. Yeah. Beautiful. So I had some of that. Uh, we put a buff on Athena's head because you know those big old satellite dish ears. Yeah, yeah. Got. Yeah, they looked head? like they were getting a bit pink, so we thought we better put a buff over, yeah, she's sound asleep behind you there. Uh, we thought we put a buff and it just covered her ears. and That must look funny. Whatnot. Little babushka. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a little old granny. Uh, but yeah, you know, just to keep the sun out. Because her ears, the sun's coming straight at yeah. us. And I got to get some... Did the bugs bother her at all? In the e- There was only like in the early evening, the bugs, the mosquitoes would come right mm-hmm. out. No horse flies? Uh, no, no horse flies. Uh, but we had, uh, a shirt we got out of the shirt we can put on her. Mm-hmm. So we spray the shirt with, um, like a, a kid friendly oh, bug okay, spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we put the shirt on her cause we mm-hmm. didn't want to put the, the repellent right on her. No. Shirt. Yeah. So you She'd spray the shirt. And, you didn't yeah. ingest it. And... Yeah. Just like a kid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we sprayed the shirt and threw it on her and, uh, all was, all was good. Didn't seem to have any problems with it. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we. Toodled, toodled back and she just slept a bit and enjoyed the, the paddle yeah. and a, a bit of a the snooze and back to camp just before dinner time and uh took down Kyle's tarp because uh put my Kelty tarp okay, up. Okay, yeah. I yeah. got that Noah's tarp, the 16-footer. Mm-hmm. So I figure, well, they're calling for rain tomorrow, so let's take yours down now and then I'll put mine yeah. up and yeah. if it rains, then you've got a place to pack up dry. Yeah, exactly. And Tracy and Rachel went for a swim. The dogs played and explored. I took some more time in the shade, did some OTG beef stroganoff for dinner, oh, and then nice. cinnamon rolls in the reflector oven. Ah, nice. And another late night, 1130 this time. Wow, that is late. Uh, we're getting right up there. Middle of the night, Tracy got up to go for a pee. Came back. Unzipped the thing, told Athena, you want to go for a pee? Comes ripping out of the tent, right over to my vestibule, and then off to the bush beside it, found a frog. <laughs> like, how did she know that frog yeah. was, like, she made a beeline yeah. right for where so the frog was. so she heard it was. moving out there. She must have knew exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, big frog hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so then, yeah, did her business right back into the tent, back to sleep. 
uh, up a little bit earlier, eight o'clock. And Rachel and Kyle were leaving. This was uh, Monday morning, the holiday yeah. Monday. Rained a little bit between six thirty and seven. So you sit there and you listen to the rain going. Yeah, I'm not getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, got up, uh, Tracy and everybody was still sleeping. So I got up, took a uh, walk down the shore with Athena to explore for a bit. Saw this tiny red frog. Red. The thing was like a centimeter long and it, it was red. It was red. Yeah. I, I imagine when it gets bigger. Yeah. Maybe it turns into a peeper or, yeah. or something, a toad or something. I don't know. Because the toads are brown, always brown. Yeah. But this was like a, a burnt red sort of thing. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one before. How did it I lo- taste? I'm not too shabby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can get a bunch of them more on a skewer, but you <laughs> yeah, know. There you go. <laughs> uh, found a petrified rib bone. Now, not, not, it wasn't scared. It was just old, <laughs> like really old, to the point where it was like looked like wood. Huh. But it was definitely a rib bone. But I don't think it was petrified. It I think just, it was just really old. Maybe it was just nervous. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Ah, I just use the term petrified. Yeah. whatever. It was a really old rib bone. Petrified in you archaeologists. Like maybe it was. <laughs> maybe I found a, a. Maybe it just came to the surface, and I'm the one that found it. Was was the ends cut off? Like somebody had spare ribs on the campsite? No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, this was a full on rib bone. Yeah, and it was. So it was like a deer moose. Yeah, I'm thinking it was thing. like a deer or something like that. Rib bone. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I saw a red squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Same color as the uh, frog? Ooh, never thought of Maybe that. Maybe they were just baby squirrels. Maybe baby squirrels. <laughs> baby amphibious squirrels. That's it. An Ontario amphibious squirrel. <laughs> it's nice. I always love seeing the uh, red squirrels when you head up to Algonquin and stuff because, like, you don't, it's very, very rare to see them in southern Ontario. Very we rare. We had one around here. That's like we had one chipmunk as well. Yeah. yeah. But they're here for a season and then gone. Yeah. So, so it's always nice to see them. Yeah. They, they always scream and yell at you because you're invading their space. And, well, and the dog. Oh, yeah. The dog would get them going, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Chittering and chittering from the tree. Hey, you dog, get away. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kyle and Rachel, I mean, they were they knew rain was coming, but they weren't really in the mood to pack up. Yeah. Like, who's ever in the mood to pack up, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they did that, and you know, you get that cool breeze that smells like rain. Oh, yeah, yeah that goes. started coming up. So, after leisure packing up, we all said our goodbyes, and they left. And um, I guess, yeah, just after eleven, Athena watched her buddy Isla leave. Oh, so she's oh, it's going to happen now. And no, she was she was fine. Uh, we adjusted the tarp for rain because we had it a bit higher that mm-hmm. night so that we could have the big fire. Yeah. Uh, well, not big fire, but yeah, you know uh, that it wasn't gonna leave holes, yeah, burn exactly. holes in the in the tarp. Yeah. So I lowered it because the wind was picking up and stuff like that. The rain started at eleven forty-five, and this was the beginning of the end. Oh yeah, this is when the chaos happened. Okay, this Kelty tarp is only five years old. You got it after your old tarp burst. On the Moosney trip. On the Moosney trip, uh, we had that the massive windstorm, which they yeah. say was like was like ten kilometers below hurricane strength or something <laughs> like that. It hauled a. We had one end tied to um, a tree. The other end was tied to a sea lion pack that had about a hundred pounds in it, and it hauled that sea lion pack a good hundred feet. Wow, uh, that's how and just ended up ripping to shreds. Yeah. 
So then you got the new. So I got the new one, and it's it. But we used it up in Tomogamy and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome tarp. Somewhere between last year and this year, it lost all its waterproofing. Hmm. I may as well have not had anything above us at all. Really. It was just coming through like a sieve. Couldn't you change the angle so it just it would help it run off and wick no. down? I had it perfectly so everything, so all the water would go down one side mm-hmm. and the wind hit that side as well. Uh-huh. And therefore it blocked the any rain that was blowing that way would get to the tarp and drop straight down. Mm-hmm. Right? Perfect setup. No, the rain just went right through this thing. Huh. Even the other side that had angled to... Any rain would go straight down that side and would mm-hmm. be underneath, right through. It's not very old. It was an absolute uh, chaotic failure. Huh. Um, yeah, I... Did you pack it away wet at any time so that it just aged out I the waterproofing? I make sure everything is dried hmm. before. Like, I'll pack it wet. Get it home, like our tent. Yeah, packed it wet the other yesterday. Yeah, uh, and then got home and immediately spread it out in the garage. Mm-hmm. So it's still out there drying. Yeah, and I do that every single. Same with our winter tent and stuff like that. Yeah. anything that's wet, like all the stuff you see behind you is all over the place because it was all over here. Yeah, drying. Yeah, you know, uh, like on the backs of chairs and stuff. Yeah. Like everything's drying. And it's just like, if you look in our laundry room, there's a whole bunch of bags and stuff in there. What year did you do Moosney? It was 2019? 2018? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that's disappointing. The tarp shouldn't fail that soon. It should not have failed. I was not happy. Hmm. Uh, so into the tent with a wet dog around <laughs> noon. But we relaxed in the tent uh, for a bit, which turned into a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Rain stopped for a bit. Uh, I went out to check on everything and see about getting stuff together for lunch about one fifteen ish And there were a couple of small dry spots we could uh, put a pack or a chair to stay yeah. out of the dripping hmm. wet. Uh, but then the rain started heavy again, uh, back to the tent for 2.20, 2.30-ish. Cold and raining really hard and windy. Uh, I turned into another nap. <laughs> 4.45. The rain had stopped. So, I mean, you know what? If you're looking at the bright side of things, we got a couple of really good really naps good naps there. in. Yeah. There's some good nap in there, which we don't get at home. Yeah. Uh, light rain and wind, so we got back out of the tent, and the tarp kept, uh, it was like a misty rain. Yeah. You know? So it kept that out so we could sit under it and enjoy the fresh air. And mm-hmm. no, nothing was dripping at that point. And uh, got a fire going around five ish, relaxed, sipping some wine because we bought one of those box of wine things. Uh, Athena was wandering around, exploring, and she doesn't care about the wet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll go lay she's out a there. Dog. It's misty, you know, pouring rain. She's, we're, no, get in here. Yeah. You know, but the misty stuff, light rain, <clears> off and on. Uh, fire wasn't huge, but it was enough to keep the chill off and we just snacked for dinner. We didn't actually, I mean, we have the, yeah. the dehydrated well, you meals and that. didn't really do anything either. So no, no, neither. And, to build and, up an appetite. You know, with me, I know what my appetites are like when I'm out there. It's like, uh, I'm not hungry. I'll just have, mm-hmm. a, I'll have a pepperoni stick and that'll yeah. tide me over for the next three days. <laughs> but you know, I got Tracy there. I'm like, are you hungry? No. Are you, are you hungry? Nah. Are, do you want anything? Nah. You know, well, here's a couple of pepperoni sticks and some string cheese. Yeah. I'll have a tea yeah. and a pepperoni. And, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the wind died down and the rain stopped about eight. 
and we just enjoyed each other's company and watching uh, Athena wander around aimlessly yeah. and explore <laughs> and the fire we had and uh, fire went out at about 11 o'clock at night so we called it a day mm-hmm. but I mean yeah I mean that was did it rain catastrophic, catastrophic failure of, of a tarp, tarp. yeah uh, there was it rained a couple of times overnight uh, but nothing nothing massive like it had. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it was just light rain. A lot yeah. of the wind was just blowing stuff no, out of the no trees. No lightning or thunder? No lightning and thunder, even though they said there might be lightning thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. So uh, up at 7 in the morning, didn't want to get out of bed. Uh, we knew there was more rain in the forecast. So, you know, we wanted to pack up and at least be on the water and on our way out by the time the rain hit. Mm-hmm. I do not like packing up in the rain. I don't like packing up wet gear, but I will. Uh, I would rather be on the water in the boat when the rain starts. Oh, yeah? Not packing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I don't want... I want everything packed. And the minute I'm putting stuff in the boat, it can start. (laughs) Right? Preferably wait till I'm out 10 feet offshore and it can start. Mm -hmm. But while I'm packing up, do not rain. (laughs) Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. I'll be going to HR. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the worst part of it is, uh, like, you're used to packing a tent into a certain space, right? Mm -hmm. You're used to packing your tarp in a certain space. They just don't fit once they're wet. They didn't go into a certain space. They just (laughs) sat on top. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Teresa looks as well, how are we packing? I said, that's not being packed, and that's not. (laughs) It's absolutely soaked, so no biggie. Yeah. And we just... And you're not doing a portage. We're not doing mass portages, so... It can just sit on top, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so we packed up slowly. We didn't even eat breakfast. We still weren't, neither of us were hungry. Oh, yeah? So, you know what? We'll we'll eat something in the truck on the way, and we can stop once we get out of the park. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, we got granola bars. We got trail mix, and we still have one lunch, which we didn't eat, which yeah. is pepperoni sticks and string cheese. <laughs> They're easy. It's, it's yeah. Easy. Don't get the, remember I got the real cheese on our trip, mm-hmm. and it started going moldy? Yeah. And I'm thinking, string cheese never does this. It shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't get the real cheese. Just get mm-hmm. the string cheese. Yeah. It's made of chemicals. The fake stuff. The stuff yeah. that's made from oil. Get the chemical stuff. <laughs> it, yeah, one molecule close yeah. to plastic. Get some American it, cheese. It never goes moldy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you know, everything was wet and and whatnot. And the worst part of the tent and the, and the tarp, because you fold it up and roll it yeah. in pine... Oh. areas because it's all the dried pine needles and sand yeah and you're rolling that up and it's everywhere and your hands afterwards <laughs> just coated and you're like oh come on and then you're brushing them off on your pants and that's your pants on your pants and, oh man <laughs> uh while we were packing up however there was a large tree behind our camp that went down big crash just random so we thought sasquatch Sam Squatch was out there. Uh, so we all stopped to see what caused it. And what's going on? Uh, I told Athena, stay, sit. Did she? She stayed and she sat. Nice. I was going up the path just to see if I could see mm-hmm. any movement or anything. Because, you know, don't want to be here. Oh, don't worry. That was just me, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Mr. Bear. Yeah. Get, get back where you're going, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, when I started getting a little bit out of sight around the, the corner, she there, got curious. She stood up to start walking. Tracy just, ah, down <laughs> and just put a finger on her collar and she just waited. Don't know what it was. Didn't see anything. I think it was just a, it was a random. Time. Yeah. It had soaked up. It was dry for a while. There soaked up enough rain through all that rain you got. And, and down she went. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, big of a tree was it? I don't know. 
I didn't know which one. I just heard a big, a big smash boom. right behind us, and I didn't go look. Yeah, that would suck landing on your tent or something. Right? No, it wasn't that close. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was farther back. Might have smashed the, the Thunderbox. <laughs> ah, wouldn't have been good. <laughs> well, I was taking a poo. <laughs> and next thing I know, <laughs> this tree's getting closer. <laughs> closer, closer. Next thing you know, I woke uh, up. I'm being evacuated in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. And see, we were, we were worried because, like, we're still not sure how Athena was going to react if a moose or a something moose comes or big, out. Yeah, you don't know if she's going to chase or I mean, freak out. I mean, we know or, what she's like when you come in the house. I know. Right? She doesn't like so me. So we're not really sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, there was this light rain, heavy mist that was coming through as, as we were finishing up. So we're like doing our walk around and make sure we haven't missed anything, get everything down to, the, the, to this um, canoe. And as I'm walking around doing our walk around, step on something. Oh, a piece of wood. Oh, a piece of wood. Okay. With a one and a half inch nail really? sticking out of it. It went right through the sole and right up the side of my shoe. So it didn't hit your foot. Like a centimeter over. Mm-hmm. And that would have been right through the ball of my foot. Oh. Huh. On the, the little toe side. Not the big toe side. Yeah. So it would have went, it would have yeah. gone right in. Huh. So, uh, Kyle had said he found a bunch of nails yeah. in the fire pit. So oh. somebody was bringing pallet wood in. There you go. On, because this boat, or this uh, lake, you can have motorboats up yeah. to nine point nine. Yeah. And there was a couple of them there. So people are bringing pallet wood in with the nails mm-hmm. in, and yeah. just burning it, not taking the nails out. Hmm. Well, I found one of them. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, I wasn't impressed. Uh, but yeah, I, I put that in the garbage and took it out with us because you know. I don't want to leave it in the fire pit or anything. So, yeah, we launched just before nine. It was misty. It was trying to rain, but it it really wasn't. Uh, Athena's starting to get, like I said, getting the hang of sleeping, sitting up. And <laughs> so she was sitting there. She was sitting directly in the center, yeah. looking forward. And then she'd look to either side. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, there's lake. There's shore. I've seen all this stuff. What's new? Blah, blah, blah. And then she put her chin on the big packs in front of her. Yeah. And fell asleep. Huh. So she was sitting up. Yeah. But her chin was on resting on yeah. the packs. If she can do that, <laughs> awesome. Just yeah. awesome. I think uh, next time we're going to practice with her in the boat while we're fishing, see what oh, kind of chaos yeah, we can yeah. do with that. Uh, so that was really good. Yeah, just a nice, easy paddle out. 11.35, so like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. We were at the takeout. Unloaded. We chatted from the guys from one of the outfitters. They were there picking up canoes, and they said it's been a really busy summer for them, which is really for nice like to boat hear. rentals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's nice to hear. When we came in on the the Saturday, the parking lot was jam packed. We there was a group leaving when we got there. Mm-hmm. We got their site. It was like the last site parking spot. Parking spot. Yeah, yeah. Parking spot. Uh, apparently, other people that showed up after us, they were parking down the road. Oh, wow. It's like not even in the lot. Yeah. So we got that spot, which was nice. When we left, there was 
our truck and two others. <laughs> that was it. Well, it was the Tuesday. That was, so that was, it was the Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's exactly why mm-hmm. we let, like you could, you could see the exodus starting yes. on, on Monday morning, the <laughs> holiday Monday, all the boats and everything yeah. were, were heading out. Uh, we headed out. Yeah. We, we talked to them and while we were loading up and talking to the guys, one truck showed up. There's a couple of guys there with, with small playboat kayaks. Okay. And it looked like they were waiting for another crew, which we saw when we were heading out. They were, there was another car just booting it down the dirt road. Apparently somebody was late. And they had a couple of playboats on yeah. top. So, you know, they were going up to do that set that of rapids. whole set of rapids yeah. going down. So if right? you walk down the road from that put in, you can, cr- you can go to the bridge there. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a lot of people do playboats in there. It's, it's very popular. Yeah. So there's that. And then, yeah, you got that whole stretch of the river af- at the other end of yeah. Traverse, uh, that, um, rapids after rapids yeah. after rapids yeah. after rapids sort of thing. But, but yeah, you can just zip right into the rapids right at the put in. Mm-hmm. and 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 uh play around and that sort of thing so uh we left just after 10 we decided we we're going to hit the Barren canyon trail because it was just misty it wasn't yeah. raining hard or anything we haven't been there in a few it's years a nice trail I like that area one and a half kilometer trail mm-hmm. uh nice scenery the canyon lots of mushrooms oh yeah all different kind like i was taking i probably got about 14 different types of mushrooms photos photos yeah yeah uh i don't i don't pick them and eat them yeah even if i know oh that's a chanterelle i can eat that i'm not I don't know anything about my. I'll soul. second I don't guess t- myself yeah. for for always. Yeah, I'm not touching. That. I don't know yeah. what that is. Uh, <laughs> then yeah, back to the truck, headed for home just before noon. Pepperoni sticks and cheese and granola bars and filtered lake water for lunch. <laughs> Tim Hortons at Barry's Bay for a wrap and coffee. And uh, somebody laid down on the floor when we left Barron Canyon, and <laughs> except for uh, pee stop. Slept the entire way. Tracy slept home. on the floor the whole way home. He <laughs> did. <laughs> Athena and I had a great time. <laughs> so you wore uh, Athena out. She, she slept you know what? Away. With the the canoe camping, the, yeah. the running around, the the sight and yeah. the swimming and the exploring and the beach and all that fresh air just absolutely wore her out. Nice. And she had yeah. We definitely have a canoe camping dog. Yeah. She sounds like sure. she's working out really good. She's relaxed. She's calm. It, yeah. It'd be interesting to know what she, how she'll deal with uh, with like if a wild animal comes into camp or something, right? That's that's one thing that I would really, I think it would be important to know. Yeah. Maybe we'll never find out. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to assume she's going to sit at a tree and bark at the squirrels yeah. as they throw stuff at her. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know what? I It's... So seldom you hear any big animals come into camp. True. You know? But even still, like if we're in the boat going down a river and there's a moose on the side or something or, you know, down the lake. Yes. You know, just to, to see. Or come across something on a portage. Or... I think I would rather her be in the boat and us see something on yeah. the shore mm-hmm. that we sort of can, okay, we're, I can control her. Let's paddle away. Mm-hmm. Right. And that way we'll, we'll see how she does. Um, I know with Hunter, he would just look and go on, whoa, that's <laughs> a big dog. <laughs> now we call that a moose. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how she does. And same with fishing. We'll see how, yeah. how that goes when I try to haul something into the boat and she's. Yeah. Let me help. <laughs> yeah. We didn't do that with Hunter. Hunter was not a, f- a fishing dog. Um, <laughs> he just wanted to be in there and fish. <laughs> come here, let me at it. Let me see it. Come here, come I want here. to play with it. I want to be friends. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, great, 
great uh, like an awesome four weekend. days with the dog and yeah. back country and out of the city and yeah. I say, I mean, the only bad thing was a the catastrophic failure with the, yeah with the Celtic tarp and uh, the nail through the through the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> You're lucky, very lucky on that one. Hmm. But you know, I mean, like I say, with the rain and stuff like that, it's nice to be able to sit under the tarp and. Even with the rain and just yeah. relax and stuff like that and chit chat. Tracy does her knitting or whatever, but I mean we couldn't do that, so that was kind of sucky there. But once it all stopped and we could actually sit under the tarp for the rest of the day and enjoy the the fresh air yeah. and just chit chatting about everything and nothing and mm-hmm. you know some quiet time together and you know not having to worry about being somewhere or yeah, doing exactly. dishes or oh I got to go shopping or anything <laughs> like that. We just chit chat is is was a good time. So. Looking for the next uh, trip in two weeks. Huh? Up to Tomogamy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm not sure about after that. Yeah. I know we're starting our winter camping at the end of October, and then in New Year's, you got all that booked. Oh, you're going in, oh, uh, uh, New Year, uh, yeah. Halloween. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going up at Halloween. That's when we test all our camping gear, mm-hmm. our winter camping Make sure gear. it's ready for the winter. Yeah, so. October. Yeah, I don't know if I've got anything in October. It's coming up quick, eh? Oh, man. <laughs> but you know, if you always look at it for the fact that it's the next adventure, it's like, okay, now I'm getting ready for winter camping. And then right. when you're winter camping, you're thinking about summer camping. So I, I'm I'm a true four-season person. I have my preference for seasons for camping, and which is like fall or winter. And uh, But otherwise, it's any time of year. I'm happy I find with. December is really hard to paddle, though. <laughs> you, tend to, you tend to put the boat on the water yeah. and it doesn't really have the same feel as Lake say Ontario never August. freezes over you can get out there yeah you know there's, there's a serious risk of hypothermia you definitely have to have a dry suit well and i've got the dry suit now yeah. so i can there go every month every month i've been in may june july august so i've been yeah. four of the of 12 <laughs> so yeah i just gotta august i gotta go in september yeah October, I'll be going. November, December. Yeah, I could. I could I'm going to go once every month. <laughs> once every month, I just rem- go down to the down to the lake. I remember when I uh, first moved here to Ontario from British Columbia. I, uh, <laughs> I got you expect the ocean to be cold, right? So middle of winter, you're like about plus three degrees or so. Anyways, I got here. It's June. I'm going to practice some. I, I was into whitewater kayaking at the time. I said, oh, I'm going to go down to the waterfront in, at, in Bowenville, and I'm going to try some, some, practice my role in whitewater kayak. And, and man, I walked out in the water, and like pins and needles, it's like, what is wrong with this water? <laughs> <laughs> this lake is broken. Yeah, it's, Lake Ontario gets, it's, gets and stays so cold. It, like the the the, the thermocline that flips what June late June and then flips over again. Does it in like actually September. flip? I mean, really? Does it actually? It does. It's there's an inversion. There's, it does. Yeah, you know what? When I was out in July, it was a lot warmer than yeah. I thought it should be. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, it, it just seemed a lot warmer this year than it has in previous years. Yeah, we have lake measurement or lake water temperature measurement at work. And uh, so you'll see it, like it'll suddenly happen. You'll you'll be at work and and uh, you're talking like you know, twelve degrees, ten degrees, and then suddenly it's like eighteen, nineteen. It's like yeah. what happened? Yeah. And so it's it's an aversion. It's a, it's just the way the lake does its thing, right? 
But I, I should have checked, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was even a bit warmer than that when yeah. I went in July. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was too warm. Like, I mean, you could have, it takes me a while to get into the water if I'm going into the water. Well, you, but you I could have just walked straight into this. Well, you'd be Duffins Creek area though, right? No, no, no. We were out, uh, Scarborough way. Even. Oh, okay. Yeah. We yeah. did that kayak yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I could just all the way along. I was putting my hand yeah. in just a, t- and yeah, it was warm the entire way. I looked into it. I think it was, uh, last time somebody saw it freeze over is like 1916. Where my grandmother tells stories when she was a kid, way, way, way back in the day back when she when was, I was a kid. A kid. <laughs> we went uphill both ways. Uh, they're all from St. Catharines, Niagara. That's okay. where my family's yeah. from. They used to set up a village at the bottom of Niagara Falls on the ice. Oh, wow. Because it would freeze. Mm-hmm. And they'd have a little winter village down there. So people yeah. could go, they'd have like festivities mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. I don't know, like hot chocolate and yeah. all that sort of thing. But it was at the base of the falls. Hmm. I've Not heard, anymore. I've heard stories of where the water stops falling off Niagara Falls because it freezes. The river freezes and the water stops. Apparently a deer went over this week. I saw the video. I'm sure I'm sure the deer stuck at the, stuck the landing. I'm sure it's fine. I didn't think it was in a barrel. <laughs> so that was on the American Falls. And unfortunately for that deer, the American Falls falls into very large bus size rocks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like on the, it's higher on the Canadian side, much, much higher, but you're falling into, into water. Yeah. On the American side, it's, it's not as high, what, I don't know, 60, 80 feet or something. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, it falls into a very big rock quarry. So they didn't actually see what happened to the deer. No, you wouldn't be able to see. But I'm, I'm sure it's uh, still stuck on those rocks. Or maybe it's down the river going, I made it! Maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, and hope- then they got caught in the rapids. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll hope for the best. That deer yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah no, made that's it. the one thing. Yeah. yeah, somebody told me that when they got back. Oh, yeah, a deer went over there. Yeah. Went over the falls. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a video of it, and it was like, you could hear the shock gasps. Everybody was like, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see that. No, right? you don't. Yeah. Go the other way. <laughs> Go the other way, fool. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple other things to uh, talk about, other than my camping trip. Oh, we have other topics. We do. We got a couple of them. Uh, let's start with this one about a Roman boat. Oh, yes. Uh, we've talked about uh, canoes. Yeah. Uh, native canoes, indigenous so, canoes that have been found in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, stuff like yeah. That. Archaeologists in Serbia are... Uh, Painstakingly brushing sand and soil off the ancient woodwork of a Roman ship discovered by miners, coal miners, uh, an open cast coal quarry. I believe that two two ships and three canoes uncovered so far in the area either sank or were abandoned at a riverbank. They figure there was a tributary of the Danube River that went through here. Because it was high and dry. Yeah, it's this high and dry like now. Really high, but you and can see a lot it's of dirt very, covering it. A lot of sand. Yeah, yeah it's sand. very sandy yeah. area. So you can see there was some ancient shoreline or something. So the uh, an excavator at the uh, Dermno mine uncovered some timber and uh, experts from the site of a nearby former Roman settlement known as Viminicium rushed to try to preserve the skeleton of the ship. Uh, the second such a discovery. Sorry, the second such discovery in the area since 2020. Mm-hmm. So but, it's an old port or something. So, so they're going to keep yeah. finding stuff there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, vessels were probably part of a river fleet serving the sprawling and highly developed Roman city of 45,000 people. Wow. 
what's a hippodrome? It's not where they keep hippos or floating hippos. It's, I think drome, I think aeroplanes. Yeah, right? that, it's like a stadium, isn't it? Maybe. A hippodrome. That's where your floating hippos well, are. Now we're going to have to go to Floating the, hippopotamuses. Go to the magic box here. and uh, So it has a hippodrome, fortifications, a forum, a palace, temples, amphitheater, aqueducts, baths, and workshops. They say previous findings suggest the ship may date back as far as the 3rd or 4th century A.D. Uh, when uh, Viminicium was the capital of the Roman province Mosia Superior and had a port near a tributary of the Danube River. Uh, they sprayed the, w- the wood with water to, and kept it under tarp to help prevent decay in the summer heat. Because once you uncover it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you, you suddenly it's exposed. So it was preserved, however yeah. it was preserved. And they find anything that you pull up from, say, you pull a, a canoe from the bottom of a lake somewhere that's, you know, a thousand years old, you want to keep it wet because as soon as it starts mm-hmm. to dry out, it, it the, the wood degrades. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is about 70 kilometers or 45 miles east of Belgrade. Hmm. So it makes you think it's like, like wow, <laughs> the the Romans really kind of spread far and wide, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they they really took over a very large area. Yep. Uh, engineers are going to prepare a special structure that'll be lifted to be able to lift it by crane, and the entire process of gradual conservation will follow, along with the ships and canoes. Discoveries so far include golden tiles, jade sculptures, mosaics and frescoes, weapons and remains, full remains. Of three mammoths. That's... They're huge. Yeah. We, we saw photos of the one woolly mammoth skeleton. So, did they... What was the age of the mammoths? Were they... A are, million years. About a million years old. Really? Yep. Wow. So all this stuff... To be mastodon then. Mammoth or mastodon? Well, they call it a mammoth. Okay. Right? So... But I mean, it's massive. So... Mm, that's incredible. One man's math, mammoth is a, <laughs> another man's mastodon, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, these canoes, I mean, we saw pictures and they look sort of like dugout canoes. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out to see if there's more. Yeah. So, Hippodrome. It's a... Uh, so, it's... it's Floating hippopotamus! It's a stadium for horse racing and chariot racing. Oh. It's like a... So, it has nothing to do with hippo... What do they well, call... Well, horses are skinny hippopotamus. When, this is... What do they call the racing venues for like uh, for bicycle racing during the Olympics when they velodrome? Velodrome. Oh, so it's like a velodrome, but for hippos. hippos. <laughs> it's, yes, it's a very slow. Well, hippos in the water are fast. They are scary. So fast. maybe it's a giant aquarium for hippos. <laughs> yes. Hippo racing. Yeah, floating hippo races. <laughs> They're floating in water. <clears throat> So you're saying it has nothing to do with hippopotamuses. No, it doesn't have any. Ah, there goes my bucket list of being a Roman. I'm going to (laughs) stick with being a pirate or a wizard. (laughs) So there you go. We learned something. We learned something new. You want to learn something else new about golden-eyed ducks? What do you mean, golden-eyed ducks or eider? Golden-eyed ducks. Okay. I I, I do want to learn more because I have no idea what that is. So you know how you... You know, you think, oh, we're going to be environmentally friendly by trading in our boat motors or paddles and, you know. So paddlers can still cause issues, even though it is more environmentally friendly than a motorboat stirring everything up with its prop and its gas and Mm -hmm. all that. Well, just the presence of humans. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah. Rare ducks that were at risk of local extinction have been a welcome, seen a welcome boost 
in their population as more than 25 golden eye ducklings have been born at the Nature Scott Muir of Dene National Nature Reserve in Cairngorms this year, which has been hailed as the best return in more than a decade. There's just 200 breeding pairs in the UK, vast majority of which are in the Highlands. Uh, measures were taken in 2021 to reduce the disturbance from recreational activity on the reserve's Loch, uh, Loch Nord, with members of the public asked to stay off the water during breeze, breeding season. Golden-eyed ducks have failed to breed in recent years due to disturbances caused by people using canoes, kayaks, and paddle boards on the lock. So they said, okay, it's breeding season. Y'all can just hit the bricks. Do not come here. Yeah. Said the initiative has uh, helped golden-eyed ducks bounce back from just one brood and four ducklings in 2020 to 200 breeding pairs. Wow. Right? And, and how many? How long a time? One year. Wow. So there you go. So not no, you're not uh, disturbing the uh, the nesting ducks. So mm-hmm. they're not running away from their, their eggs. So that gives a chance to fully hatch. And uh, Simon Ritchie, the reserve manager, says we're elated to have so many young fledge. The specialist ducks have been declining locally in recent years. So this is a real boost to the population. Because of this, we work closely with stakeholders, including recreational users, ornithologists, uh, Craig Gorms National Park, um, different estates, to put on a place, uh, put in place access guidance on Loch Canor to reduce impacts in the crucial summer months. And this has massively had a massive impact on our breeding birds, especially our golden eyes population. And we would like to thank everyone for following the access guidance. Together we are helping conserve the iconic Scottish rarity from local extinction. So if if they can put something out there and tell people, this is what we're doing it for, not just to be, you know, we're not trying to poo-poo your fun. Yeah. There's a a reason for it. Cause and effect here. And everybody says, you know what? Okay, let's see what happens. And they follow the rules and they, they give the space and then boom, you go something, something like this is huge. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And that's, uh, it's, it's a, Real shout out to the paddling community to have up there to follow the rules and and helped out. So I found pictures. So I'm going to show you the far one. That's the that's right from that. Oh, it looks like a gold eye canary. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, maybe that's why they call them golden so eye ducks. Here's a close up. Definitely a golden eye. Definitely got a golden eye. Yeah, yeah. Nice color too. Mm-hmm. Green head. But that is one heck of a golden eye. It's more yellow. It's corn yellow. Eh, just in that picture. Yeah. 22 karat gold. Corn Maybe is 14. the gold of the farmer's field. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, they say they were delighted to see the golden eye on the lock are now breeding more successfully and that the measures to manage disturbance from recreation are working well. Many thanks to everyone for following the guidelines. We are sure there are lessons to be learned here that can be applied in other parts of the national park in due course. Very, very neat. Very See? interesting. Like, I mean, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, we're, we're paddling. We're not using the thing, so we're not going to leave the dis- disturbance or yeah. anything. But even the environmentally the friendly stuff, yeah. yeah, even the presence can cause an issue. Uh, do, 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 do staying over that way, that away. 
Paddleboarders are being blown out to sea and are oh. fueling a 20% surge in lifeboat rescue missions amid a steep increase in water sports popularity. It's over in the UK. And you hear more and more of this, like, across the planet. It's mm-hmm. there's, it, there's a surge in popularity in all watercraft, paddlecraft, whatever. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Number of people in the UK and Ireland whose lives were saved by crews while kayaking or canoeing more than doubled last year. Uh, a spokesman for the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, RNLI, said... Lifeboat Charity has joined forces with British Canoeing to encourage those using kayaks, canoes, paddleboards to make safety a priority as they prepare for an increase in visitors in the, to the coast. Crews in Anglesey rescued 37 people taking part in paddle sports last year compared to just six in 2021. <laughs> there you go. 31 people more. Hmm. That's a lot. Vince Jones, a mechanic for RNLI, said that they've been inundated with calls to stand up paddle borders. Says, we want people enjoying our stunning coastline, but are urging people to think carefully before setting out. Many of our calls are to people being blown out to sea on offshore winds. We ask people to think carefully about the weather and tides before setting off and ensuring that they have a means of calling for help. Last year, footage was released uh, showing dramatic moment of paddleboarder was rescued after being swept over a mile out to sea. I think we talked about that. Oh, yes, we did. woman in her 30s was paddling close to shore, and she was caught by uh, strong winds, and she spent half an hour desperately fighting 24-mile-per-hour gusts to try to get back to land, but to no avail. Luckily, onlookers saw her struggling, and they called the Coast Guard. Life, uh, lifeboat crew from Poole was launched sped to pick her up and we found 1.2 miles from where she had started. How did they find her? How did they know she was there? Did they say Onlookers. It? Just onlookers. Yeah, people said, hey, there was a lady. We saw her. Out that we, way. Yeah. We've been watching her disappear yeah. over the horizon. Yeah, we waved. <laughs> we waved. Send us a postcard. <laughs> uh, they took her back to shore at Knoll Beach. Anyone planning to stand up paddleboard, kayak, or canoe is advised to wear a buoyancy aid, carry a means of communication, check the weather before heading out, tell others of their plans and paddle within their abilities. Lee Pooley, director of coaching and qualifications of British canoeing says, whether you are kayaking, canoeing or stand up paddle boarding is extremely important. No matter what your experience is to follow some simple steps, keeping yourself and others safe when out on the water. Paddle sport is such an accessible and fun activity with significant benefits to mental and physical well-being. The UK has some outstanding waterways and coastline to explore. We just want everyone to take care and be safe while they enjoy their paddle, which makes sense. Um, I think the one of the biggest things. I mean, when I think about stuff, and you know, you're talking BC or you know, like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. People mid-country who've never been to the the coast. Yes, and exactly. Then, hey, I I up and down. Yeah, Lake Superior, Lake Ontario, Algonquin Park, Quetico, Boundary Waters, coastal paddling, whatever. Is so different. And then you get out there, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with bigger gusts. You're dealing with tides and stuff you've never had yeah. to deal with before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when we went up to Moosonee, like that. When you get that close, all of a sudden there's some tides in yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah, river, right? And you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. So people, you know, like I say, you're, you know, you're coming from Manitoba, Saskatchewan out to, out to, you know, Nova Scotia and you're going out for a day and you've got to realize 
there's tides <laughs> and there's big winds. Yeah. And if you're trying to scoot up the, uh, what is it? The Shabudikari River or whatever. Where's the, where's the, um, tidal bore? Oh, um, you're talking about a fun day and stuff down. Yeah. What's the Shabud, 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 River. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get Petacoyak 50, River, the 15,000 people going, <laughs> what are you, an idiot? <laughs> I can never remember the name of that place. But if you're, if you're zipping out and you, oh, I'm just going to head up the river yeah. and everything's coming out or you're yeah. figuring you're going to go out the river towards the coast yeah. and that tidal board is hitting you sort yeah. of thing. I mean, there, there's things you don't know. You got to. Mm-hmm. You have to learn the tide paddling, tables. Yeah, paddling the coast is a lot different than oh, yes. you know going on a regular a old animal. backcountry canoe trip here in Algonquin Park yeah. or something. So, well, hopefully people uh, start to get the message. And like I say, with a lot of new people going on, twenty percent is a huge and, jump. And you're seeing this is also causing a change in I don't know if you want to call it the rules or whatever. But so you were there here in Ontario, they're talking about making life jackets mandatory above a certain age, no, below a certain age. Yep. And uh, as well, they're saying like we talked about it recently. I can't remember what state it was, but uh, they're starting to say they're demanding people get licensed because they need. They're looking for a way to help pay for the massive surge in rescues because this is. It's expensive, it's expensive to rescue people, and yeah. so if you're having that many people out there, and so you, what you what used to be like a you know three four million dollar budget, and suddenly you're up to twenty five million dollar budgets, it's like it's it's an untenable. You, how do you pay for that? And so you have to teach people. It's like wear a life jacket, be aware of the conditions, be aware of your capabilities, because it's it's uh, you know they're always going to come and rescue you, but it's just it's starting to become a uh, An issue hard to fund to fund and finance yeah. save people's lives. Hmm. Wear your life jackets. Makes and a big difference. Watch the winds and the waves and the tides. Mm-hmm. Don't get blown out to sea. <laughs> Don't get blown to sea, Billy. Right? Hmm. If I get blown out to sea, just let me go. Yes. <laughs> I'll cling to my lifeboard and <laughs> see how far I go. I'll glue myself to it and you can find me in Australia. Yes. <laughs> Strapped. <laughs> This skeleton strapped yes. to a paddleboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all I got. That's all I got this week. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else either. Really? That was uh, it was it was it was nice hearing the story about the camping. It uh, kind of reminds me of that. Geez, I really should be getting out there more. Yes, you should be. Mm-hmm. Yes, do it, <laughs> do it. Yeah, you know what? Like I say, uh, it we it could not have gone any better with with Athena. Yeah, out there. It really could not have gone any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, well, take it slowly. You know, like I say, I mean, it's all the training we've been doing for the last eight months yes. too, right? Getting her used to the boat and, and getting her out. And, and you're doing it at a time when she's most impressionable to yeah. these learning opportunities. So she's she's uh, she's sucking everything up like a sponge, just like a like a toddler, just like a young kid, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but and, even even hanging out by the canoe or by the under the tarp, and that one is pouring rain. Yeah. Finding her spot. And just and, sleeping in the tent, and no problem. And that's not so or, much training. That's more personality. Yeah. She seems to have the perfect little personality for yep. a, a water dog, a boating dog, canoeing dog, camping dog, right? Oh, and you know, there's times where we're sitting there around the, like under the tarp or around the fire or something like that and making dinner or something. And then she just beelines straight down to the beach and goes ripping through the <laughs> the grasses and all that sort of stuff. Puppy and, energy. Yeah, just well, I just enjoy it. I just thought about that. Like, it's a good thing she didn't get that nail in her paw. And that was my whole thing is as well is like, 
And what could have been worse is there was a time I used to walk around barefoot around the campsites, but I got so much uh, sap on my feet. For me, it's glass because there's so many (laughs) irresponsible campers. Uh, Somebody actually made a comment saying that their husband got a piece of glass in their foot at Rock Lake, which to me, that would make more because there's so many people hit the car camping camping places. But uh, yeah, I used to walk around the site, the backcountry sites in bare feet all the Mm -hmm. time. And then I just stopped because I got tired of trying to peel sap and pine needles. (laughs) Before I call it a day here, Kyle, I got to shout out Kyle here. Athena ended up with a few big blotches of sap on her fur. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to cut. He goes, no, hand sanitizer. Oh. So I put hand sanitizer on it, gave it a little bit of a squish, and then sort of cracked it mm-hmm. and it just pulled straight off her fur. Nice. So hand sanitizer gets tree sap off of dog fur. Gets it to release. Give yep. it a whirl. Hmm. Thank you, Kyle, for that <laughs> tip and trick. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have bo- little bald spots on my dog because I shave spots. <laughs> right? The, 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 yeah. the pine sap off. <laughs> what happened to your dog? <laughs> well, until I found out that tip, I kept shaving the dog. (laughs) (laughs) The poor dog feels very (laughs) self-conscious. Why does the dog have a mohawk? Well, just one too many camping trips. But yeah, uh, hand sanitizer. That's brilliant. Just gets it right. I mean, you got to rub it in a bit. And then, like I say, it it moistens, it cracks it. Yeah. I guess because it was breaking it down or whatever. And then just peeled right off. Nice. It was awesome. (laughs) So... Another reason to have hand sanitizer on you. Right? It's not just to drink or start fires anymore. Yes. Which we also used for start the fire. Yeah. Because after that, <laughs> all the, the oh, all that wood we wet. kept under our tarp to stay dry. Yeah. <laughs> <The> tarp didn't <laughs> work. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I just put some, uh, some mm-hmm. we got a little bit of stuff going and it was just starting to die. So, I threw some hand sanitizer on it and it kept it going a bit more where everything else started to catch. Yeah. Slowly. It was still inside the wood it's, was it's still just dry. just wet on the surface. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, everything, eventually everything just caught. <clears throat> right on. And we put everything around to dry out and slowly it was mm-hmm. sitting there looking. That fire's gotten high all of a sudden. Yeah. One of the pieces we were sitting on the side to dry yeah. had caught. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why it's so high. So... Uh, anyway, that's all I've got. Nothing else from you? Nope, nothing from me. Well, alrighty. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time. 